Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bearer of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh. That is Vince Tagliavia over there. This is the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose, live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. This is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy. And that band right there was the one and only The Great Sticks. Look at that. There's yeah, a reason. Sticks right there, The Grand Illusion. And uh, there's a funny video out there of me singing that song. I don't know if we can ever find it, but... Um, I, I, I think I have it. Yeah? I it, have to look. It's yeah. actually pretty good. I, I, I enjoyed that video. It's pretty comedic. <laughs> good times. Good Man times. Illusion. Yeah, you know, it, it, it. it's good times and it's interesting times. Mm. <sighs> Try to make the best of it. Yeah, Great you know. Times, but... Yeah, guys, you know, listen, this is uh, as we get closer and closer to the midterm elections in November 8th, 2022, which is merely five days away. We're seeing just how serious all this really is. Um, Joe Biden just the last hour came out and gave a speech from, I believe, his studio in the basement of the White House or maybe from some other place. That's not the way. I don't know. Um, but yeah, from some from somewhere, <laughs> he was mainly coherent most of the time. Yeah. Um, but what he did is he used his platform as president, uh, legitimate as that is, to slam the right, to come out there and say that they're producing the violence. You know, it's interesting because you have this uh, this event with Paul Pelosi. Nobody knows what happens. Apparently, the Capitol Police have a video of Dave DePape breaking into the Pelosi house, although nobody was watching at the time that it was filming. Um, Kind of interesting there. But either way, I would like to see that video of David DePape breaking in. Um, Release the video. Seriously. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. Three weeks ago, an 85-year-old woman in Michigan was canvassing uh, her neighborhood uh, petitioning for uh, pro-life legislation. And right. she was killed by a homeowner who disagreed with her. 
Um, a few days later, a canvasser for, um, I believe it was Marco Rubio, actually one of his staffers, was canvassing and was severely beaten by leftist goons because of his political beliefs. Those are the only two acts of violence that I have seen come about in recent times pertaining to this election. And did you notice yeah. that Joe Biden didn't go up there and make a public announcement about violence in our elections? You notice just say violence in general. Right. Didn't say violence in general, but instead he gets up there and talks about right wing rhetoric and propaganda and disinformation is fueling violence at the polling stations. Where? Show me. Show us. Because the only two people I know who have been injured from political violence in the past few months are this one woman and this one staffer who are both Republicans out there supporting Republican issues, Republican issues. And they were hurt and killed by leftists, by radical leftists. If I remember back in 2020, I remember this, um, this gentleman, George Floyd, which I know if you guys don't know, Marion Hyman, has done a lot of research on it. She actually put a documentary out on this. And there is so much more to that story than what the media tells you. But George Soros and multiple other organizations around the world, kind of billionaire-funded leftist organizations moving towards a one-world government, new world order, funded busloads of radical lefties into Minnesota, Wisconsin, and other states to riot, cause violence, burn down cities, towns, businesses, shut down the streets, produce violence among people, murdered a former police chief. But we didn't see, you know, well, actually, no, we did see. We did see Trump take to his stage and condemn all violence, all political violence. Yeah, true. Right? But we haven't seen Biden come out and say anything about any of this. And historically, if we're looking at this, it's the left that's committing the violence here. It's the left that's promulgating the violence. Yeah. And I'm a, I'm a firm believer in that this is projection because I believe the media is actually um, promoting vi- the violence. Uh, the mainstream fake news media, as a lot of people call it, is actually doing that, which is causing it on the left, unfortunately. And there are very... There are some cases of violence on the right or weirdos, but well, don't get me part, wrong. Yeah. Like you said, like you said, name another case where uh, there's political violence relating to this election from the right. And I'll wait because I haven't seen one either. Well, you know, the interesting part about that as well is the left is always fast to rise to the stage and point the finger of blame at somebody else. Um, If you're looking at what's happening on the Twitterverse right now, this was interesting. So I jumped on TikTok and I caught the live stream of Joe Biden's live stream on ABC News on TikTok. Do you want to know how many leftists I saw commenting in that chat? I'm going to guess two. None. Zero. Everything I saw was illegitimate president. Let's go, Brandon. Red wave inbound. Here comes a storm. Every single freaking comment. And they were flying by. <laughs> I looked for lefty comments. Didn't see any. Okay? Wow. You cool. go to Joe Biden's feed. Besides a few bot accounts that are still active, it's all people on the right saying, dude, I was once a Democrat and I'm not anymore because of you. Okay? 
or or people just hammering him with facts. Hammering him. Okay. Hammering him. You know, <laughs> it was funny the other day we had that uh, that one dude who called. Uh, he was talking about Donald Trump and how uh, the Democrats this election period need to put a bullet in the Donald Trump. I'm like, yeah, oh. we need to stand up and hammer Nancy Pelosi, right? Oh my god. Yeah, that was so Get violent, man. Well, that's the thing is that's their rhetoric. That's that's yeah. how they operate. And we need to end it. We need to end it now, man. Yeah, we have this a is problem. We we do have a problem in the United States of America. And here's the thing, for all those people out there going, you know, you talk about the left so much. Well, guess what? The right is just as radical. I, I will be the first one to tell you that the right has their issues. Absolutely. Sure. 100%. The right has their issues. The right has adopted over the last 50 years the likes of extremist organizations. Absolutely. The left has as well. Okay? But the right has too. But have those extremist organizations gone out there and committed acts of violence? Have they gone out there and burned down cities and stopped traffic and beat people to death? No. They actually haven't. I mean, Antifa has committed more violence in the last few years than the majority of these right-wing extremist organizations. So, oh, way more. Way more. So, come on now. I mean, th- think about the guy in Wisconsin that drove the car for- through the crowd. Yeah. Lefty. Um, the majority of these mass shooters, lefties. The summer of love. The summer of love. There we go. So, you know, we can't sit here and pretend that this isn't a social problem, a political problem. See, here's the thing, is I believe that the United States of America politically is moderate, right? I, I, I think that the majority of Americans are moderate, that they swing both ways on various issues. Uh, rights, freedoms, and liberties, most people are probably conservative in nature. Hey, look, you know, we got a constitution. It's a contract with the government. Let's stick to it. And then on social issues, they probably swing a little to the left. Like, hey, look, we, we, we should fund various different programs. We, we should help the poor. We should support those people who are in need. But the problem is, is when you allow a politician, it doesn't matter left or right, to get a hold of any of those programs, what they mm-hmm. do is they pump it full of your money so they can filter it out through pork spending. Okay? They can launder money out. And they completely ruin the original purpose of those types of social programs. Like, I'm not against social programs. Absolutely not. Do you think we should get rid of WIC? What is, what, what's WIC again? WIC is, um, WIC is a program for women and infants, single mothers primarily, or just women in general, that, are, um, that gives them food, food stamps, assistant diapers, medical Sounds care. Good to me. Right. Absolutely. I mean, it's not a bad program. I mean, welfare. Welfare is a good program. It's that it needs to have certain statutes of limitations. It needs to have limitations built into it. Now, how about this? Do you believe in a free health care for everybody? No. Why not? <sighs> free. Nothing's free, man. Oh. Tinstoffel. Do you know what Tinstoffel is? I think I do. Is it, There's no such thing as a free lunch. It's, it's a principle in microeconomics. It's called there is no such thing as a free lunch. And you're absolutely right. See, healthcare, okay, is not something guaranteed by the Constitution. It's not in the Constitution. When it says life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, it does not say your healthcare is paid for by the government. 
Um, socialized healthcare is probably the worst fucking invention in the humankind. Um, yeah. I, I can tell you this right now because I served 10 years in the United States military. And guess what I had? Socialized medicine. Did you know I went into the dentist? So I have fake teeth. My top four and bottom four are all fake. Mm -hmm. uh, they're all capped and crowned. And yeah. I got smacked in the face of the golf club when I was 10 years old. Yikes. Yeah, it, it was horrible. Um, but I had the, I was in the military, and I got two of them knocked out, and I had to go in, and they had to go in, you know, numb it all up and put some new stuff in. Well, in the military, typically what they do is they'll have junior doctors. So doctors that aren't very experienced, dentists that aren't very experienced, come and work on you, right? Because that's where they're going to get their experience for the real world. And I was in San Diego, and I went to my dentist appointment, and I sat down, and something just didn't feel right in the room. Uh oh. And this, uh, this female doctor came in, probably in her 20s, and she goes, she's like fumbling with the needle, like, oh, you know, I, I just haven't done this in a while. I'm so sorry. And I'm like, do you know what you're doing? Like, is everything okay? And she's like, yeah, yeah. And she was shaking. And, um, she kind of goes in to hit the nerve to numb me up. And she kept on missing. And she went in like four or five times and kept on missing. Ow. And she goes, um, hold on a second. I'll be right back. And when she left, I couldn't, br I couldn't feel my throat, my neck, and my chest. No way. And I'm like, I couldn't tell if I was breathing or not. That's how oh numb I was. And I'm sitting there and I'm like trying to like, my, my vocal cords were all numb. So I'm like, ah, ah, ah. That's terrifying. And that's the only way I could know that I was breathing. Dude, it was the weirdest feeling in the world. But I couldn't feel anything. And she comes back in. She goes, so sorry. And I'm like, and she goes, oh, my God, and hits a code blue. Oh, my gosh. And, and so that's socialized medicine. That's, that's the quality that you get with socialized medicine. That's the quality you get. And let's not forget, if we had better quality food and honest health mm. professionals we wouldn't need so much medical care we'd all be so healthy and happy and fine aside from the broken leg or knocked out tooth here or there you know we don't need all this nonsense everyone would be so fine-tuned it wouldn't really be an issue it'd be like a rare occasion you're yeah. absolutely right and you know historically when we look at that you know we don't see you know, people dying of mass pandemics and stuff like that throughout history. We see a few of them, but not as many as there should have been if it was really an issue. We see, you know, you've seen the pictures from the 1970s of the beaches and the people are all skinny and thin and muscular. Yeah. And we don't have that anymore. And the reason we don't have that anymore is because the biochemical warfare corporations during World War I and World War II migrated into the pharmaceutical industry as well as the chemical pesticide industry, which took over our food supply. You had something known as the Flexner Report, funded by the Rockefeller Foundation, um, after basically eugenics was taken off the shelf, and they couldn't use that word anymore because of what Adolf Hitler did. Um, and the Flexner Report comes out and basically outlaws apothecaries, um, herbalists, and natural healing centers, natural naturopathic doctor types, and starts basically constructing an institutionalization amongst our medical community as well as our food and nutritional community. 
And this is at the same time that nutrition begins to decline out of the doctor's programs at colleges and universities. And what? You have 80 years later, look at America, look at society, look at the world. The world. It's fat and obese. And you know what? One of the main... So do you know how a lot of the... I love this topic and conversation, too. Yeah. Do you want to know what the first genetically modified food was in the United States of America? Oh, could I guess? Banana? Well, I mean, if you go back to the beginning, it's actually peanuts. Huh. So... Okay. But if you want to go industrial agriculture, okay... Yeah. Oh, we, the years. There you go. The years nineteen seventy one. And so, what was the what was the one of the main issues with weed after they genetically modified it? I don't know. They took Educate. the germ out of it. So they took. So basically, what they did with wheat, okay, is they refined it to the point where they take all the fiber, all the nutrition oh. out of the wheat. So they genetically modified it, which produces a, 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 a rogue protein that produces celiac disease, okay, gastrointestinal issues. And then they take the germ out of it, which removes the fiber and the nutrition. And so what happens is naturally we've evolved on this planet to, to eat the food naturally on this planet. Like I feed my dogs raw meat, okay? I can feed them you know, stinky, smelly raw meat and they'll eat it and they'll be completely fine. Why? Because dogs can eat rotten meat. Yeah. They've evolved to eat fucking meat. Okay. Dogs weren't out there grazing for peas and corn and carrots. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking absurdity. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> and yeah, right. Kibbles and bits. Yeah, and that's an interesting story, too, of how all modern-day dog food came around. It's actually – it's not a conspiracy, but it came out of the Civil War with uh, um, um, biscuits, with the biscuits that the soldiers had, and they had such wow. an excess left over after the war that they turned them into dog treats. Oh, I'm surprised they didn't feed them all that government cheese. Yeah. But then, basically, they started forming those biscuits out of kibbles, out of the yeah. the the, um, the the meal. The chi- yeah, the Yeah, the meals – or basically the refined processing of meat and chicken. And they turned that into those those biscuits, and then it just became dog food. And that's how kibbles and bits, right? But um, when you go into the U.S. food industry, is you see this removal of fiber from the diet. And if you go back historically, like an apple. So firstly, what we've done with apples is we've uh, we've genetically bred them to be sweeter. Did you know this? I didn't know that. Apples, oranges, and bananas right now are not the apples, oranges, and bananas that are that humanity grew up with on this planet. They've been genetically um, bred, okay, with sweeter and so basically cross cross pollinating sweeter and sweeter apple um, genotypes until you get one that's really really sweet. That's how these ones all came about. Through centuries of doing this, mm, that's well, biology. But do you understand yeah. why, why trees or why trees and bushes bear fruit in the winter in the in the fall? To store energy. No. So, what's the purpose of the fruit? To hold a seed. What's in? Yeah. What's in the middle? The seed. Why oh, is the seed in the middle? The seed. Why is in the seed in the middle? To be surrounded by the fruit. It's so it nourishes the seed, right? True. It does. Okay. That's not the point. Okay. But it actually protects 
the seed. Now, is it conducive for the apple tree that dropped the apple on the ground and for the apple to grow right next to the same tree that birthed it? No. No. It needs to be carried away somewhere, right? Well, how do you make an incentive for something to carry you away? Make it yummy. Make it yummy. Because what does sugar do to animals in the fall? Gives them energy. Gives them energy, but it also packs on fat. Mm-hmm. So animals go out there during the fall time and they graze on the fruits that are falling from the trees because the fruits are full of sugar, which make them fat. And they can store energy for the winter and stay warm. And then the, the bear walks away from the tree after eating the apple, goes a mile away and takes a shit. And when he shits, the apple seeds don't get digested by his body, but instead get laid onto the ground surrounded in nutrients and then begin to grow the next spring survival of the fittest and see that's that was the point of these fruits but here's the thing about the sugar the the sugar in an apple is coated with fiber and so when you eat that your body doesn't have an immediate glycemic reaction it doesn't have a spike of insulin which just floods floods your your blood with insulin and sugar, right? Which basically, yeah. think about a flood of sugar coming to a cell wall. Can all that sugar get in there if it's like a red wave coming into the cell? No. You need time consumption. You need a duration over time, a little bit at a time for the cell to absorb the sugar over long periods of time. But when you remove the fiber, you get that wave. When you put the fiber back in, you don't get that wave. You get that steady little gradual increase, and then decline. And what they've done here in the world is they've removed the fiber. It's what, quite honestly, that's what they've done, is refined processed sugars and carbohydrates are nothing more than the sugars from real foods taken out with the fiber removed. It's a fucking conspiracy. It's real. It's the, probably the biggest conspiracy ever mm-hmm. that there is. Biggest scam well, actually, no. We're going to talk about the biggest scam. Oh. So the biggest scam and conspiracy in the world is actually unfolding right now. Did you ever watch Julie and Julia? No. I don't watch stuff. You know this. Okay. So. Do I need to? <laughs> this was interesting. I actually um, commented on this today. And uh, let me pull up my Twitter real quick because there's a comment on here I wanted to bring up that she made. And by the way, she's dead. Yeah, I know. I heard. But this was quite interesting. So let me, I probably got to go pretty far down. Oh, I reviewed that, uh, that new app today. Oh, I saw that. That was really interesting, <laughs> dude. You're going to tell us more because I didn't even know there was a new app. <laughs> They're not doing too well. <laughs> okay. I saw those reviews. Okay, we'll talk about So it. Julia Powell, all right, fully vaccinated yeah. and boosted food writer Julia Powell, Julia Powell, author of Julie Julia, dead from cardiac arrest, age 49. And she was incredibly outspoken about the vaccine. So as a vaccinated, boosted person, I have not been tested for COVID. It is, po- is it possible for me to be at this point? The long COVID thing worries me, but also keep in mind that I'm a hypochondriac. 
Uh, my cousin wouldn't get vaccinated, and I don't want to allow him in the house with my niece and nephew who are too young to be vaccinated. Yeah, I admit it. I'm being a little neurotic with the mask, and I'll admit I'm looking askance to my coal shoppers. Are you vaccinated or a nut? Is it true I'm okay as a vaccinated person? And she's just, she goes wow. off on vaccinated people, all this stuff. Oh, okay. sad. They really put the fear into her. She's probably watching uh, uh, the Communist News Network. She's watching Heaven News Network right now. Oh, um, okay, geez. but this is where it got interesting. So she posted um, this, okay? I would agree that COVID does kill some of the right people. The anti-vaxxers, maskers are dying in legions. But yes, it's a real shame about Kavanaugh, right? This is oh one of her posts. Gosh. So she's saying that COVID does kill some of the right people, okay? That's terrible. Well, look at the date on that. That is October 1st, 2021. Look at October... Yeah. 25th, 2022. So I woke up with something that's a uh, that's literally black, hairy tongue. People, including my doctor, seem to think it's no big deal and will go away soon, but it is certainly gross. Okay? Wow. And then just a few days later, less than a month later, she's dead. Okay. Now, why should that a black, hairy tongue been a major sign for her doctor that something's wrong? So... This is a uh, this is a few articles about people with long COVID and what happens with their fung tongues. In general, many common tongue issues such as cold sores, canker sores, oral thrush, hairy tongue are caused by viral or bacterial infections. Even poor oral hygiene can contribute to problems with your tongue. However, these these are several possible explanations, both direct and indirect, as to the tongue changes can coincide with a COVID infection. Okay, well, what's black hairy tongue? Typically results when projections on the tongue called the papillae grow longer because they don't shed skin, dead skin cells, like normal. This makes the tongue look hairy. Debris, bacteria, and organisms can collect on the papillae and result in discoloration. Although the cause of black hairy tongue can't always be determined, possible causes and contributing factors may include, and they go on to say all this stuff. Well, that's oh. kind of interesting. And it's interesting because when you start doing research on your tongue and COVID-19, you find out that your tongue is loaded with something known as ACE2 receptors. Oh. Remember ACE2 receptors? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. ACE what... are in your lungs. That's what the original COVID strand actually attacks is the ACE2 receptors. Actually, they genetically modified the spike protein in coronaviruses specifically to attack the ACE2 receptor so it would be transmissible to humans. So, why did her tongue, okay, not shed the dead skin cells? Because the cells weren't functioning? I don't know. Because the cells weren't functioning. Because okay. what does the cool. vaccine produce? Spike proteins. Spike proteins. The spike proteins are genetically modified to attach themselves to what protein? The ACE2 the, receptor. The ACE2 receptor, yeah. So wow. basically she's a protein, spike protein producing factory of which those spike proteins are attaching to all of her organs and her body, including her tongue. And so it inflamed yeah. her tongue to the point where the dead skin cells couldn't shed well yeah what a shame 
um, the bad news injury. is the vaccine's working. <laughs> How is it working? It's creating spike proteins. Well, yeah, that, that it is. Oh my gosh, it took too much. I mean, it shouldn't take any at all, in my opinion, but holy mackerel. Yeah, that could be it, man. Well, Monkey tongue. We, we've heard about this lawsuit that's occurring with the, um, with the data. Fauci is going to be disposed on November 23rd in the Missouri-Louisiana social media collusion case. And Jim Haw from the Gateway Pundit is going to be the plaintiff. This, I, dude, I'd love to be a fly in the wall or someone in the room on that. Yeah. Oh, that'd be awesome. But, you know, the good thing is, is that if you watch what the left is saying right now. Yeah. Think about this. Joe Biden just had to come out and make a mm-hmm. statement about right wing violence at the polling stations. That's not even happening. Yeah. Okay. It, it's delusional. Like Paul, De, like Dave DePape. Oh, he's a mega QAnon cult supporter. <laughs> no, he's not. He's a radical lefty that you guys are framing to be such, who pleaded not guilty to all the crimes that you're saying that he confessed to. True, man. So they're, go- they're doubling down. I think they're gonna try to. I think they're gonna try to steal. They're gonna steal. Yeah, they're, they're yeah, gonna I steal. Think so too. It they're- seems like the narrative's going that way the last yep. few days. They are going to. Uh, so. It's either they're going to blame stealing on the Republicans, which I think is their backup plan, or they're going to steal. And we're going to we're going to look at some stuff pertaining to this. I, I mean, awesome. This is. Let, let's listen to Joe Biden. How about that? Hey, Joe Biden. Okay. You know, American democracy is under attack because the defeated former president of the United States refuses to accept the results of the 2020 election. He refuses to accept the will of the people. He refuses to accept the fact that he lost. He has abused his power and put the loyalty to himself before loyalty to the Constitution. And he's made a big lie, an article of faith in the MAGA Republican Party, the minority that. Okay, that, that's one video of uh, illegitimate Joe Biden. What else do we have? Um, he also comes out and says, let's listen to this one. This is the first time since the national election of 2020. Once again, we're seeing record turnout all over the country. And that's good. We want Americans to vote. We want every American's voice to be heard. Now we have to move the process forward. We know that more and more ballots are cast in early voting or by mail in America. We know Many states don't start counting those ballots until after the polls close on November 8th. (laughs) That means in some cases we won't know the winner of the election for a few days until a few days after the election. Well, he just told you right there what they plan on doing. We need a few days to cheat. We're we're going to see how bad we're losing, and then we're going to come back and cheat. They are scared. They're not only so. You know why they're so scared. You know why I think they're so scared, Vince. Because everybody knows what the hell they're doing. Because the whole country knows. They know the real numbers of how many people voted for Donald Trump. They know the real numbers of how many people are going to vote Republican and Red this year. Okay, and Probably it more. trumps them. No pun intended. 
So Arizona, excuse me, Arizona state legislators are set to present even more evidence of election law violations in the 2020 election that were not revealed to the Maricopa full forensic audit report. Uh, Arizona state legislators put out the following media release. You are invited to attend a private ad hoc briefing by the Arizona state legislators of newly discovered solid evidence that the laws and procedures of the 2020 election were not followed. This is a continued investigation of the Arizona Senate full forensic audit. In addition to nearly hundreds of thousands of fraudulent, questionable, and illegal ballots, other investigations discovered hundreds of thousands of ballots lacked chain of custody custody documentation. Over 20,000 mail-in ballots were received after the deadline. Uh, They're coming out saying they have even more breaking evidence in the chain of custody in the procedural process that these counties broke. And you got to remember, Donald Trump only lost by less than 10,000 votes in Arizona. Yeah. Man. Holy smokes. Um, so did you hear what happened in the Supreme Court today? I think I did. I don't recall. There's an insurrection. Oh, wait. Yeah. Pro, pro-abortion protesters disrupted the Supreme Court's arguments. Three women arrested after heckling justices. They broke oh. into the Supreme Court. They sat in there. They did the same thing that the people on January 6th did, except... Oh, well. My gosh, dude. <laughs> Double standards. This is the system is incredibly screwed up. I'm sure they're free. Yeah, yeah. This is gonna be fun. All right, let's go to our uh, moment with Fetterman. <laughs> Your daily laugh for the day. Oh no. Have any. Stress kind of relationships with folks, friends, family, coming up later this month at Thanksgiving. Anyway. Thanks, Gavin. Thanks, coming. Thanks, coming. Coming up this later this month, thanks, coming. Um, he says, if you, you know you have any stress kind of relationships with folks, friends, family, coming up later this month at Thanksgiving. Anyway. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm glad to see he's doing better. Yeah, he's doing better. <laughs> Sad, dude. Uh, I feel so, bad for him. I don't know why. Okay. I don't feel bad for him. What else? Well, let's just do this. Let's just play it. We're just going to play it. A tweet that talked about the increase in Social Security benefits in 2023 uh, through President Biden's leadership. There was a contextual note, I'm not sure what the proper terminology is for the uh, platform, that was added to that. Was it removed because of the addition of the note, or was it removed because of the concern about the uh, veracity of the message? So it was, look, the tweet was not complete. Usually when we put out a tweet, uh, we posted with context, and it did not have that context. Uh, So in the past, we've pointed out that for the first time in in over a decade, seniors' uh, Medicare premiums will will decrease even as their Social uh, Security checks increase. That's a little bit of context that was not included. This means that seniors will have a chance to get ahead of inflation due to the rare combination of rising benefits and falling premiums. And and let's not forget, as as you've been hearing me say for the past few minutes about MAGA Republicans in Congress and their continued threat uh, to to threaten Social Security and Medicare, proposing uh, proposing to them on the chop, proposing to put them on the chopping blocks uh, every five years, threatening benefits and to change uh, eligibility. So those are the types of context that would normally be. So they got fact checked by Twitter 
And the White House deleted the post. Yeah. They bullshitted, got called out, and they deleted it because it wasn't complete, according to her, Jean-Pierre. Mm -hmm. the... Wow. And, and Jim Hoft over at the Gateway Pundit made sure to go out there and prove them all wrong. And so here's the tweet right here. Seniors are getting the biggest increase in their Social Security checks in 10 years through President Biden's leadership. And then readers added context they thought people might want to know. Seniors will receive a large Social Security benefit increase due to the annual cost of living adjustment which is based on the inflation rate. President Nixon in 1972 signed into law automatic benefit adjustments tied to consumer price index. And so, no, not Joe Biden's leadership. It has nothing to do with Joe Biden's leadership. And what she just said right there, oh, we, we deleted because it was not in context. It wasn't in context because it had nothing to do with the Joe Biden administration, but instead the rebalancing of the cost of living adjustments, the same thing they do with veterans because veterans are getting a pay raise and everybody like that is they adjust it to the cost of inflation. Right. These people are just... Dude, they're not even good at politics. That's the problem. No. Right? The thing is, is if they were at least cool, like, good at politics, like, they could come out there and, like, like dude, pass a bill that I actually like. Pass a bill that benefits people. Well, we, we passed the Inflation Reduction Act. You mean the Green New Deal fucking hidden away, tucked away that does absolutely nothing and raises taxes on the freaking yeah. poor? <laughs> you know, it's not even about that anymore. They've gone completely mad and they just want the power, the raw power without any actual government mm -hmm. in place. They, it's a tyranny. It's, a, it's fascism. It's crazy. Yep. Yeah. They don't even try. So... I've really talked about bad. the polls a lot this year. Yeah. And beginning of the year, Republicans were leading both the House and the Senate in the middle of the summer. They started the shift and change mm -hmm. with the Democrats leading the Senate. Excuse yeah. me. And I said that one poll to watch is 538. This is Nate Silver. And Nate Silver has accurately predicted every election but 2016. Okay? And... <laughs> okay. Yeah, so every election, every stolen election, he's predicted correctly because he's funded by the Democrats. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, I remember this guy. So in about September time frame, Nate Silver began to shift his numbers downward away from the Democrats in the Senate. He says that the Republicans are going to take the House, and he was at, uh, there was a 54% 54, uh, 54 chance that the Democrats are going to take it. That went to a 50-50 last week. And this week, and by the way, this is five days before the election, okay? This is about as accurate as a poll you can get of what the Democrats are thinking from a Democrat-funded organization that knows about voter fraud and skews the numbers. Look at what they're saying now. He's saying it's a dead heat for the Senate. Republicans win 53 out of 100, where Democrats win 47 out of 100. Republicans take majority. He's still calling it a toss-up. A few weeks ago, when it was 51 Democrats, 49 Republicans, he said it was a clean sweep for the Democrats. <laughs> now, yeah, it's a, now it's a toss-up. But he's, he's got the Republicans in the lead. This is, dude, they, they are, I'm telling you, the only way they win is if they cheat. Mm -hmm. I believe that. That's it. The only way they win. And by the way, for everybody out there, um, November 8th, is going to be a busy day for all of us. It's a Tuesday, okay? We have the After Dark chat that night. What we're going to do 
is we're going to stream starting at probably, I would say, about 7 p.m. is good, my time. That should be around when polls start closing and results start coming in. So we're just going to do a coverage show that night. We're going to cover the midterm elections um, and stream it live on this channel. And we'll probably just probably go through till about 9 p.m., two and a half hours, three hours or something like that. And we'll just have a good time doing the midterm elections and talking about what's happening, watching the numbers in real time as they they jump up and down with voter fraud. <laughs> Look oh, at this. Whoa. This is the Wall Street Journal. Ready for this article? Yeah. White, superb, white suburban women swing toward backing Republicans for Congress. A new Wall Street Journal poll shows key group of midterm voters favors the GOP by 15 percentage points. That's massive. Beautiful. White suburban women, a key group of midterm voters, has significantly shifted their support from Democrats to Republicans in the closing days of the midterm campaigning because of rising concerns over the economy, inflation, according to the latest Wall Street Journal poll. <laughs> yeah, and their red-pilled friend who won't leave them alone yeah. keeps telling them all these what we're thought. Because of Lisa. Theories. <laughs> because of Lisa. <laughs> Lisa. Damn it, Lisa, <laughs> fine, I'm voting red. <laughs> Fuck, Lisa was right. <laughs> How'd she do this? <laughs> How did you know, man? <laughs> oh, um, man? This is great news. That's good news. Yep. Getting in the economy a little bit. Meta, Facebook stock is down 73% this year. Hmm. Almost they, a buy, huh? <laughs> yep. They've lost over $800 billion of its market cap. $800 oh gosh. billion. Yikes. You know why? If you go back two years ago to this show, and I'm talking about Facebook and Twitter and social media, and I'm telling you how the marketing platforms on those platforms actually operate. Um, I, I built a social network in the cannabis industry back in 2011, 2012, and uh, we decided to do some social media ads. And mm -hmm. I was looking at the, so I tracked my own analytics instead of using the third party, which would tie into their platform. I knew how to track my own analytics. And yeah. I had, um, basically we had everything going to the Apple App Store. And this was off of Twitter. And we had everything going to the Apple App Store. So basically Twitter charges you um, cost per thousand. So um, however thousand impressions that you get, you get charged a certain amount of money for those thousand impressions. And I went out and put a budget out there. It was like 250 bucks, right? And you just let your campaign run. And I go in there and we had like 80,000 impressions, which means that people saw and we had 40,000 clicks a lot of to clicks. our app. I'm like, whoa, how many downloads did we get? Zero. Zero. Wow. So I go to the Apple App Store, which gives you your own analytics. And the Apple App Store shows that we had seven visitors. So if on Twitter you have 40,000 people click on your ad, click on your ad, they should go to the Apple App Store, right? Yeah. But on Apple, their analytics show that only seven people arrived there and zero of them downloaded. And I said, okay, so what's happening here? Well, I was big in the tech at that time. Is basically what you have is you have a bot going out there auto-clicking an ad and closing out within the first 
three to five seconds. Why to three to five seconds? Because Apple only registers a traffic visit when it's longer than that three to five second mark. So you got to give a few seconds for the page to load, and then you have to have a like two to three seconds on that page to actually register that as a real click. And that wasn't happening. They're basically clicking, opening, closing out. And it was basically just really... Um, really bad programming on the bots behavior, whoever programmed those bots, they were probably using a third party. But so I tested it on Facebook and I got the same results. And I'm like, something's going on here. And then you start realizing that there's really massive amounts of bots and that's how they make a majority of their money is that these platforms are not being utilized like they say they're being utilized. That there's well, really not <clears throat> that many people on these platforms utilizing them. And so I talked about this a few years ago on this show that eventually what's going to happen as the transition away from the mainstream and the mainstream social platforms occurs, these companies will begin to dwindle and they will begin to lose revenue because mm -hmm. the bot traffic will have to pick up to compensate the lack of actual traffic. And when that happens, advertisers will begin pulling out. And there you go, 73% lost over $800 billion of its market cap. That's Mark Zuckerberg. Failure. Well done. <laughs> well done. Don't worry, they're going to be back. I, I, I know people are skeptical. They say they're going to go out of business. They're not going out of business. They will be back, I promise you. Oh, yeah. They won't. Yep. Too well, big the, to fail. The, the Federal Reserve met today. Yes, they did. They increased uh, 0.75% basis points. It's a three quarters of a percent increase. Uh, Federal Federal uh, Reserve Chairman jo Jerome Powell did not wear his purple tie today. He wore a blue tie signifying that there's a change to the globalist. I don't know if anybody ever noticed Ooh. this. Is that every time he's raised the rates, right? He's worn a purple tie, except for today. He wore a blue tie. Oh, that's interesting. I wonder, so he raised the rates before the election to keep the economy from crashing. Great. Um, I hope he keeps it. <laughs> I hope he keeps it going through Christmas. I want to have a good holiday. Well, he said that in December they potentially could bring the rates down, but I doubt it. I think that the yeah. rates are going to go up a few more times because it's not going to curve inflation. You yeah. got to remember how this works with rates and inflation. Is that in, as inflation increases, the the interest rates have to match that inflation to bring that inflation down. Pulling yeah, and he did say as well something along the lines of. This is going to be a slow recovery. It's going to take time for this to affect it, mm -hmm. but I think it needs to get raised a bit more. I don't know. Man, it's a disaster. How long can they kick the can down the road? Also, you know. Yeah. Well, let's listen to what Jim Cramer has to say about all this. Actually, what he has to say about COVID. The other benefit for President Xi of having all these COVID controls is that you are very, very um, easily able to, to track people. And that's another big benefit um, for this regime. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, the oh. power of the state. There's no doubt. Eunice, thank you for that. We mentioned uh, before we went to Eunice some of the video that came out of Shanghai Disney, Jim, where they had to suspend operations to comply with the prevention measures, but literally kept people in the park until they came back with a negative test. Just astounding. 
Well, was it three tests is, over 24 yeah, hours? Or yeah, well, because you get it. I mean, look, I was had I had a PCR test with someone at 10, and they gave it to me by five. So I don't think that's wrong. I'll just go back over. I mean, I think cheap propagandists. Let me, you know, I call that person a dissembler, so to speak. But I mean, they need it. They have a narrative which just says basically you can you can conquer uh, COVID by just being locked down. And this has to change the narrative to being, you know what, you know what's even better? Our homegrown mRNA, which I am told is simply that they managed to get the intellectual property, stole it, which is good. Because when I say good, because it's better to have mRNA than not, let's just say they appropriated it. And, and they got to deal with, what do you do if you told people the way to beat this is no vaccine, right. and now you have a vaccine. So I think what you need is a propagandist. Outside of the state infrastructure. Exactly. To start moving political right. opinion. But I think when we think of propaganda, we think about other regimes that we didn't really appreciate. Speechless. How do you like those apples? Jim Cramer right there calling for propaganda to spread the COVID vaccine. They've gone full commie and they're not even pretending, dude. Yep. And he's, he's hammered there, too. You can tell he's slurring over <laughs> his own speech. Well, that's sad. Yeah, from the guy who... <laughs> Had everybody buy Twitter that watches him. No, buy buy Facebook. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Facebook. My bad. Buy Facebook. Meta's gonna go to the moon. I'm so <laughs> sorry. I didn't know. And he shorted it. That's so creepy, man. Yeah. What else do we have coming? This is Wall Street Silver. They can't control you with lockdowns anymore. Now they can can control you via their emergency plans. Electricity supply should not be a problem. This is intentionally bad policy. There are plenty of sources of electricity. This is planned. And this is government test national blackout emergency plans as supply fears grow. We've talked about this, the diesel shortages, the energy crises that are occurring in this country right now. You remember when yeah. Texas dipped to 39 degrees and uh, the whole power grid shut down? I think it got colder than that, no? I know. I'm just fucking with but, Texas. But Yeah. But yeah, dude. Terrible. We I remember. We are headed into a dark winter. I know. And I, I actually had a theory. No. Oh. So I, I th did I talk about this in the show? Or did I talk about this in the after chat? Maybe I talked about this in the show. But What's basically, that? Donald Trump last night or yesterday posted a um uh, oh, yeah, that's what he did. Okay, so I can I can pull it up. Hold on, give me a second. Let me okay. Pull it up. Yeah, I don't remember when you talked about this because I don't know what you're going to say, but can't wait to I, I talked about it on the after chat. I didn't talk about it on the show because right. it came in my messages from one of our uh, listeners. Hey, Redfield family coming through. Oh, yeah, we got an awesome Redfield family. They send me stuff all the time, and I'm sorry if I don't have names and stuff like that. And... Okay, here we go. So Donald Trump last night, <clears throat> actually on October, maybe I did talk about this one. Um, he posted this on Halloween, October 31st, okay? And it was rigged and stolen, get tough Republicans. Except he spelled the word stolen wrong, okay? So yeah. he added an L. Well, that's interesting because, remember, misspellings matter, right? I remember this, yeah. Okay. November 11th, 2018 is a Delta that's coming up. That's three days after the election. And that L right here in D-Class, 
Let the unsealing begin. Let the D-class begin. Let the world witness the truth. We the people, justice under the law. Think about this. If Donald Trump released all the information that he had before the midterms elections, couldn't that be taken as election interference? Absolutely. Okay. If he does it three days after the election, what happens? It's just a normal D-class class well let's think it's about this. information possible scenarios here democrats win republicans rise up and say what the fuck is going on you guys voted you guys cheated again all of a sudden donald trump just releases it all what happens uh you'll have a fucking probably, revolution yeah probably That's okay let's yeah. say that the republicans win And the Democrats come out and say, you guys cheated, we're investigating. Then Donald Trump dumps all that information. Then they get investigated and taken care of. Win-win. It's a win. Uh, It's it's kind of a win-win situation here. Is it's the curtail. It's the the final Trump card. It's the final countdown. And it potentially could happen on November 11th. Maybe he was signaling November 11th there. I don't know. Maybe he was signaling November 11th there. I think it's a possibility. I think so. Let's see, man. Can't wait. Um, apparently, I have to change my Twitter s- settings because uh, display media, that may be sensitive. Yes. Okay. Um, this was pretty crazy. This is disturbing footage is reportedly from a classroom in Pasadena, Maryland. The classroom is designated LGBTQ safe space run by a transgender teacher where students can come whenever they want throughout the day to hang out. Check this weird, unusual shit out. Yes, that's a teacher cuddling with a child or a kid. Weird. I don't know what's really going on there. Um, that's highly unusual. That is a teacher in a banana suit with her underwear showing. That's a little kid watching them. Um, There is no audio for this, so I apologize. I mean, if you're, this is a kid like crying into some, yep, getting petted. Oh, you poor puppy. Why don't you go use your your litter box, you poor kitten. So I, I don't really know what's going on. It seems to like to be middle school or high school students. Maybe. But what the fuck? They seem pretty young. Yeah. If that was happening at my school, it wouldn't be happening anymore. Okay? No. So It would happen once. If that was happening in my kid's school right now, and I just saw that, the the school board would be convening right now. Because I would be William Wallacing them at their houses, dragging him down to the school board on horseback. With a ball and chain. Okay? Yeah. That is unacceptable. <sighs> it really is, dude. It's disgusting. Yep. Unbelievable. Homeschool if you can. Figure out what's going on at these schools. Um, this next article, I believe this is a election integrity partnership, right? Analysis was co-authored by Renita DeResta. These are the people that were working with... Okay, so you, you sent me this article. I didn't get the time to read it. Accessing inauthentic, inauthentic networks commenting on the U.S. midterms. Yeah, so 
This was put out by a group of people that met with Elon Musk regarding is. what is allowed to be what regarding censorship on Twitter. And they were talking about all these inauthentic networks commenting on the U.S. midterms from 2020, one of which was um, down where it says 10 votes network Mena 3. Uh, it was the account that would tweet various hashtags like Mana, uh, MAGA community, uh, hashtag 1A, hashtag 2A. I follow back all patriots, hashtag IFBAP. Mm-hmm. Um, train behavior to have people follow each other, follow trains. And they covered right and left accounts that they identified as possibly being from China and Iran and stuff like this. But in the third paragraph from the top, it says that actually um, all, all, uh, all six networks were made to appear as if they were operating from within the United States based on user-reported location and, according to Twitter, some technical indicators, but they go on. Three of the networks had additional technical indicators suggesting ties to the People's Republic of China, and the other three had technical indicators suggesting they were located in Iran, with one additionally suggesting Israel. It is important to note that a sophisticated actor may manipulate technical indicators of location to better conceal their true location, and that location is not concrete evidence of state actor involvement. But that's pretty much what they're claiming with these accounts. And the um, board that Elon got together was all lefties. I don't know if you saw this. Mm -hmm. I saw that. It was ridiculous. I looked at all of them this morning, and it's just all lefties. I was just, I'm like, please. This is kind of interesting because uh, one of the three China-linked networks consisted primary of right-wing accounts that echoed talking points related to the big lies such as references to 2,000 mules and stolen election. Well, another had left-wing personas that talked extensively about gun control. Um, why would China be supporting the rhetoric of 2,000 mules and the big lie and stolen elections? It wasn't China. It was us. They probably banned me and said I'm China because I had a VPN on. <laughs> yep, exactly. Um, and these are the people that uh, Elon Musk is choosing to help uh, bring back all those permaband accounts. For now. That's, yeah. Yeah. And people did not like Elon Musk today. No. It was from like the he, left and the right. Yeah, it looked like he was being the epitome of his you, Halloween Elon. costume. <laughs> I'm not happy with him either. I'm just kind of just waiting, whatever. Yeah. You know, I have to have really low expectations at this point. I mean, we're in the midst of a genocide. Uh, everything's falling apart. You know, what could I really, really, how how high should I set the bar? How high should you set the bar? Um, I have no idea um, what to expect, really. I mean, we're seeing a lot of stuff happen here. Um, yeah. But one thing I do want to do is I want to give acknowledgement to all the people who have donated in the Battle of the Streams. Battle of the Streams out there, for everybody who doesn't know, is a way to help support everything that we do here at the Red Pill Project. That's between DLive, uh, Pilled, and Rumble. We have Love the Beach is celebrating a 13-month subscription streak. Thank you so much, Love the Beach. Pablo Picasso gifted a cookie. Thank you for that cookie. Gump, $1 on Rumble. Leave my government cheese out of this conversation. Oh, absolutely. We'll leave that government cheese out of there. Babaloo. Babaloo, $75 on Rumble. Keep the faith up, guys. We will win. Thank you so much, Babaloo. Pondlo Picasso gifted a cookie. Thank you so much, Pondlo. 
Barber's Lines Matter uh, gifted five one-month subscriptions to users in the channel. Thank you so much, Nate. Still bad, too, gifted a cookie. Nate Hendy gifted shades. A little dono to Battle of the Streams. Interesting listening this evening. Thank you so much, Nate Hendy. Vader369 gifted the ship. Thank you so much, Vader369. Nadine QQ. QQ is celebrating a five-month subscription streak. Thank you so much, Nadine. Me, Brenda, donated one Ninja Gini with a whole bunch of red pills and hearts. And Xgrits X donated three ice cream. Thank you so much, Xgrits X. Thank you guys so much for all the donations and helping support everything that we do here at the Red Pill Project. Uh, you guys are definitely appreciated far beyond you could ever imagine. Um, Carrie Lake has came out with a bombshell. I don't really think it's a bombshell and says, I want to have a commission to investigate COVID and how it was handled in Arizona, in Arizona with possible criminal charges, uh, when she becomes governor. Um, I guess that's a bombshell if you want to look at it like that, but you know, <laughs> okay. <laughs> what, what, are you what are you going to find out that they violated your civil rights and Okay. Yeah. You should have your attorney generals, you know, sue the, the federal government. That's what needs to happen. Um, let's take a look at Brazil. All right. Yeah. So reports that we're getting from Brazil is that the military and police officers have joined in the protests. Uh, check this one. This is another view. And look, millions of people and nobody's dying of heart attacks. Um <laughs> So Bolsonaro came out today and he asked for the people to remove the barricades. And apparently he has not conceded, but he's allowing the transition to continue. Right. And so it's looking like he's just going to stand down. Yeah, it's probably a good move. We'll see what happens, man. But I don't think it's a good move. I think it's a bad move. I think he needs to stand up more. He should just say, let's go. I think he should say, let's go. They Ooh. stole the election. Let's go. Wow. But they trumped them. They trumped them big time. They pulled the old switcheroo on him. Yep. They, they Donald Trumped him. He'll be forever known as the Donald Trump. But here's the thing is the people, they're not listening. No. The people. They're awake. The people know what happened and they are going. I think what you will potentially see is a Gaddafi style type of coup. Ooh, maybe, where, dude. Where the people you know, go in there and they rip Lulu out of office. And, and yeah, do, you don't really want to piss off millions of people. No. Um, typically, especially when they, yeah, no bad idea. Yeah, it's a test run for our election in a few days. That's right, Shasta. Oh, dude. Let's go to this video right here. Let's listen to what uh, KJP um, has to say. Uh, Jen Psaki said from that podium in summer of 2021, quote, we are flagging problematic posts for Facebook that spread disinformation. 
Uh, can you tell us whether the White House is still flagging social media posts for disinformation, and are you submitting those to Facebook through a special portal? Um, can you say a little bit more? Yeah, there was uh, reporting in The Intercept okay. about opportunities for the federal government to identify uh, for social media companies different posts that contained uh, what was perceived as misinformation about the origins of COVID, the vaccine, uh, other things as well, you know, such as you know, Ukraine or the U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan. Yeah, I, so um, look, I, I'll say this. Um, the, you know, the administration, um, the Biden administration remains fully uh, committed to our mission to protect the, sec the security and resilience of our, um, of, of our you know, elections and safeguard election infrastructure. That includes combat combating disinformation. That is something that uh, we are committed to. So basically, they said, um, we're not going to comment on that, but we're still doing it. And, uh, you know, here's the thing is the ACLU just said the other day is the government cannot infringe on the First Amendment socially, online or anywhere. And she just said, we're still going to fight disinformation. Um, it doesn't matter if it actually is disinformation or mistruth or misinformation. You can infringe upon it. That's the key here. You need to understand federal government is that is illegal. It's unconstitutional. Right. Yeah. Hate her. I, mean, I, I don't hate her. I do. I think she's you just an her? idiot. I don't know. I think she's evil. I think she's one of the <laughs> legit evil ones. She's not just uh, ignorant or dumb. She's legit <laughs> evil. Yeah, possibly. It's my opinion. Seen mega MAGA Republican officials who don't believe in the rule of law. They refuse to accept the results of free and fair elections, and they fan the flames of political violence through what they praise and what they refuse to condemn. It remains important for the president to state strongly and unequivocally that violence has no place in our democracy. Okay, firstly, bitch, it's a republic. Um, secondly, um, how much violence has been created by the Republicans in this election year towards lefties? Hold on. <laughs> exactly. We had some crickets there for a second, man. <laughs> hey, did you know? That if you have an electric car and you, lightning hits your house, that you can plug your electric car into your house and it'll charge it. Did you know this? Light up. It's bullshit. Did, did you hear this? It's bullshit. <laughs> yes. So, okay. Got to remember, <laughs> KJP was just talking about defeating disinformation. We're, we're, the Biden administration is out there fighting disinformation. Well, how about what if Joe Biden was a source of disinformation? Let's listen to him. And by the way, in your home, you know, the batteries that we have now and they're getting more and more sophisticated. You know, a lightning storm takes out all the electricity in the house. Guess what? You can plug your car into the house and make it light up. <laughs> you think I'm joking? No. What? So you could operate your house off of your car? Is that what he thinks? I, I guess so. What an idiot. 
So a lightning storm takes out all the electricity in the house. Guess what? You can plug your car into the house and make it light up. You think I'm joking. I can see where he's going with that, but it's not quite there yet. Yeah. Not even close, and it's not going to be there for a long, long time. It's just not feasible right now. Well, nuclear power is making a comeback. U.S. to build Poland's first nuclear power station, Prime Minister Morawiecki, says it'll cost around $20 billion. Wow, congratulations, Poland. Yeah. I guess that was part of that NATO deal. Holy smokes, that's a lot of money. Yeah. This is interesting. You know, this is the great thing about social media is people just go live when they see fraud like this. What are you doing? Why are they illegal? Okay, but what if these were different signs? I never see you come and clean out the neighborhood. I've always done it. I've never seen you do this. Where were you when all the COVID signs for the vaccine were out? Okay, but don't you think it could be an issue that you're also taking down a governor who's running for office? He's breaking the law. He's breaking the law. Yes. Okay. And, And you can quote me in that saying, I think I think it would be a disgrace for someone running for governor who's breaking the law before he even takes office. It's not Nobody just about politics. It's what's written on those signs and what that man stands Park, for. In Borough Park, it's a disgrace how many... Now, who is this old grumpy man? That's Peter um, Abate, a city New York State Assembly member. It was seen removing Lee Zeldin's campaign signs today in Brooklyn. And he was saying that they were illegally placed on government property. Oh, he's like a vigilante. Right, but he's only got Lee Zeldin signs, not Huckle signs. What a... He's a damn liar. Crook. Mm-hmm. Crook! <laughs> so I guess uh, Elon Musk plans to cut about 50% of the workforce at Twitter. Dude, did you see the... Uh, this, this is kind of funny. Elon Musk, whatever you think of him... He he's the ultimate troll. Mm-hmm. Um, right here. Go here. This is Dinesh Desoja. Funny. Elon, he says Elon Musk won AOC zero. Mm-hmm. So AOC came out and said, laughing my ass off at the billionaire earnestly trying to sell people on the idea that free speech is actually a eight dollar a month subscription plan. Elon Musk replies back to her, your feedback is appreciated. Now pay eight dollars. <laughs> It's funny, too, because Elon went again and posted this Periwinkle Supporter Crew sweatshirt for $58 on AOC's website. Wait, what? Oh. AOC selling uh, merch through her Twitter account. (laughs) Oh, my god! But this is the idea, is that if you're an influencer with a blue check mark, right? Yeah. You have more of a voice than the regular people. By the way, it, it's, it, it might be free speech, and it's absolutely free to post without a blue check mark. Um, but when you hit that blue check mark, it gives you a little bit of notoriety. And guess what? You're monetizing that account. So yes. why shouldn't Twitter be able to play, charge for whatever the hell they want to charge for? This is capital. $8 a month. Oh, my gosh. $8 a month is a great deal if you're selling $58 shitty sweaters that you made for $2 in China. Yep. Did you see oh, the, the Jimmy Kimball video? Jimmy Kimmel, yeah. Jimmy Kimmel did a Snuggles commercial skit last night that joked about sacrificing a baby in their sleep. This is pretty... Uh, this is sick. This shirts caked with blood. It was an accident. <laughs> you know what else is soft? 
Human flesh. Baby flesh. Wait, where is your baby? Baby sleeping in snuggly softness. So innocent, so defenseless. The perfect size for a sacrifice. Time to meet your snuggly death. When the dryer's going, they'll never hear you scream. The dark lord shall be pleased with me. Snuggle brand fabric softener. Proudly made. <laughs> So that's a Halloween special, obviously. But you know what? That's telling you right there who Hollywood worships. I believe that, man. I I think it's the truth hidden behind a parody for Halloween. That is some sick shit. That's right, Josh. Oh, my goodness. That Mm -hmm. is sick and disgusting. You know, if someone did that back in the 80s, they would be fired. They'd be fired upon. Yeah. Yeah, they'd be fired upon. That's right. <laughs> that is absolutely sick and disgusting. Oh my gosh, that's a joke, by the way. Um, holy smokes. Oh, let's move on to other news. That's but here's the thing: if you're wondering who Hollywood worships, it, it derives from a um, a literal sect of Satanism that spawned out a a Luciferian conceptualization of a hermetic. Uh, organization known as the Lima, Alistair Crawley, the Lima, and that kind of transformed in the modern Satanism with uh, Anton LaVey, so forth, the Church of Satan, and this conceptualization of bringing back these dark arts of dark magicians, child sacrifice, human sacrifice, these types of things, which has really no context to the real paganistic roots of those those foundational. Um, belief structures. But anyways, it, it's sick and disgusting. It's just a, a methodology of manipulation is what it is. It's psychological warfare, social engineering, and that's just fucking sick and disgusting. Uh, Senate report concluded COVID most likely leaked from Chinese lab. An interim report published by the Senate Committee on Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions casts fresh doubt on the wet market bat soup origin story of Wuhan coronavirus. GOP lawmakers who contributed to that say that there is now substantial evidence that suggests that the lab accident was responsible for the release of the Fauci flu, which appears to have escaped from the Wuhan China and contaminated the world. Evidence from the natural spillover event is missing despite three years of probing. American politicians claim communist China, they added, should no longer get the benefit of the doubt on the matter. You know, I I don't believe China leaked the virus. How about that? Mm. It's illogical that China leaked the virus. Okay. You can ask why. Yeah, so... Is it be okay? Why does it seem to you that China didn't do it? So, oh, we're back on Facebook. Oh, yay! I guess they accepted my uh, my apology. Appeal. Yeah. yeah we- <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Facebook gods. I, I should have been talking about them today. My bad. I sorry, Mark. <laughs> my bad, Mister Zuckerberg. Um, He's a good guy. Good robot. Okay. So, event two hundred one. 
October 17th, 2019. John Hopkins University, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, World Economic Forum. They ran an event scenario global exercise of a novel coronavirus which finally infects human beings and produces a pandemic of which an MRA vaccine would have to be created to be administered to the global population. Everything was exactly correct except for one thing. That in event 201, the coronavirus spread in a wet market in South America. Yes, right, correct. So China, immediately when the coronavirus out broke out in China, what happened in China? Lockdowns immediately. Lockdowns immediately, people in white suits spraying people all over the place, shooting people in their apartments, trying to quarantine people. Does that look like a country that leaked that virus on themselves? No. And what would, how would China benefit from that if it was purposely leaked in China? How would China benefit from it if they leaked it 100 yards from the lab that was developing it? They don't. China didn't leak that virus. But the lab leak probably did come from Wuhan Institute of Virology. Mm. But it wasn't China who did it. I don't think it was America who did it. Mm. So what's one country that in September 19th, one month before event 201, burned down a level four biocontainment lab in their country of where coronavirus was. What? Where? Russia. Hmm. So a month before the event 301, Russia had a level four biocontainment lab that burned down to the ground. Suspected of arson. Didn't know what happened. But apparently that was one of the bio labs that had this virus in it specifically. You notice Russia didn't really have bad cases of COVID. No, yeah, true. Mm. Now, who would benefit or gain from that virus being released during that time? Pre-COVID, China was aligned with who? Who? The globalist, the World Economic Forum, the Western Global Order. After yeah. COVID, China was aligned with who? Putin. Putin. Bricks. Who leaked that virus out of the lab in Russia or in, in, in uh, China? Maybe Russia. Maybe Russia. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe wow. Russia. Because think about what happens here. It basically shows that the Western nations didn't give a shit about China. Okay? Didn't help them. Didn't care about them. Next, what it does is it points the finger to Chinese and U.S. collaboration that produces bioweapon Anthony Fauci, EcoHealth Alliance, Peter Daszak, Funding through the NIAID, Anthony Fauci, the whole line of lineage of how that virus came about and got to that lab in the first place. So they set them up. They probably got their hands on it and orchestrated it. Wow. Telling you, I think it was a Russian. I think it was Russians that did it. That's actually a really good theory. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I haven't considered that. I mean, I guess maybe I have, but wow. Uh, Japan has issued a J alert after North Korea fired recent missile at citizens to seek shelter until the alert is canceled. Uh, they say the North Korean missile fell into the Pacific Ocean and canceled their warning. North Korea uh, fired 
a barrage of various different ballistic missiles towards the EC, South Korean military says. Um, you know, it's interesting, too, because if you go to the cue boards for today from, I believe, 2020, there's a lot of pointing directly to uh, North Korea. Interesting. Yeah, they've been firing off like crazy today. Yep. All day. It's funny. Someone sent me a meme. It's if Kim Jong-un smoking a cigarette in darkness. Mm. And it says, when you, when you think, the moment you think that Kim Jong-un is really trying to, uh, is, is trying to nuke the United States and build a nuclear bomb, when in actuality he was just keeping Godzilla at bay from oh, attacking yeah. the world. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that is so funny, dude. Um, Donald Trump last night, he went ahead and uh, retruthed a whole bunch of posts. I'm going to show you one because this will give you a little idea of uh, maybe what's really going on here. This was retruthed by Donald Trump. Where we go one, we go all. Isn't that the nice. truth? Isn't that the truth right here? Oh, yeah. All right. I'm going to go back. We're going to finish up with these guys. We got a few more here. We have yeah. uh, Winston Snake Boot Third. Just donated one lemon. Thank you so much, Winston. RPG3573 donated two ice cream. Thank you so much, RPG. Nate Hendy did Hendy gifted a can. What's your thoughts on this relation to bricks, Josh? What which was that in context to? What's your thoughts on this with relations to bricks? Is he is they talking oh. about China? No, this was a while ago. Like I don't recall. Okay. I apologize. Uh, oh, I know what it is. Okay, I'll, I'll touch on it in a second. And then Mitch72 just followed. Thank you so much, Mitch72. Thank you for all the uh, the donations tonight. You guys are absolutely awesome. Uh, so he's, I think he's talking about Brazil's election. So you got to remember, what are the three countries right now that are under most attack by the Western nations? Russia, China, and Brazil. Mm-hmm. All three members of the BRICS nations. And then the warnings against Saudi Arabia last night with Iran's imminent attack. Saudi Arabia just said they're going to join uh, the BRICS alliance. They've allied allied with Russia. China's helping them develop missile technology. All of a sudden, Iran's going to attack them again. Um, yeah, this is one. The BRICS alliance is the biggest threat to the Western global order ever. And it's much bigger yes. than the Western global order. Yes. By a lot. Yes, it, it's like 60%, 60 to 65% of the global economy. Yeah, it's massive. But, hey, guys, that's all we have for you tonight. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for supporting us in every way, shape, and form. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button wherever you're at. Like, share, comment, follow. Redpills.tv. Go on over there. Put your email address in and subscribe. Don't forget the social redpill.com. You can sign up for that free profile. You can also find more ways to support us over there. Much love, respect. God bless you guys. This Friday night, Carrie Cassidy on Conversation on the Fringe. Um, I won't interrupt her. Don't worry. We'll just have a great conversation. You guys all have a great night. Take care.